What up? What up? Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to Religiously Incorrect. We are so grateful to be back after the holiday weekend with Sunday night service. And as you can see, for Sunday night service, we got a guest preacher in the house. We got a visiting traveling evangelist. Man, if I'm the preacher, you don't want to be in my church. You hey, really do not. We're we going to do it up front. Pastor Jeff is out for the week. You know, we, we we rotate sometimes, taking time away. Pastor Jeff is out for the week. Everything's fine. He ain't got the vid. He ain't got the the, the COVID, the, the coronavirus. He's fine. But I got my man, my brother, I mean, from another mother. I mean, we go back like fathers, moms. We go back. This is my big brother here, brother <laughs> Kevin Stringer. You all know him. You all love him. I want you to give a big religiously incorrect welcome to brother Kevin Stringer. Great to have you here, oh, man. Man, it's great to be here, Pastor Todd. And um, I guess uh, I feel honored. It seems like uh, I thought maybe you just needed a random bald dude. We did. We did. <laughs> to, to fill in a Pastor Jeff. You got to be a bald dude. You're you know, right, 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 right. Goes. I don't quite have the facial right, fur. Right, but, yeah, yeah. But, but it's but on my, the way. Hey, Dave, what's happening? Good to see you, Rashad. If you are watching, make sure you say hello. Don't just lurk. I know how y'all do. Don't just lurk on this podcast. Say what's up. Go ahead and expose yourself before we start having visitors. Hey, y'all stand up and state your church. Who your church? Who your pastor? <laughs> but but type in the comments, like, share, tag somebody. Tell them we're talking boys in the hood and girls <laughs> and girls. It's not right. just boys in the hood no more. It's the girls in the hood. Elder Carter, good to see you. It is indeed. Uh, you know, we didn't have a show last week, Kevin. No. And you know what? You actually a good person to, to chime in with your work with young people and your presence in the community over years. But what happened in Uvalde, Texas, we had already been reeling from Buffalo and it feels like every day, even because there's been Chattanooga, Tennessee, there's been Philadelphia, there's been the mass shootings. And this is just our opening and we're going to try to keep it just an opening, but the mass shootings, the, the tragedy, the trauma, the terror, I mean, we know the visceral responses, right? The political responses, but what is what is really just the starting point? What What do you think? You know, if you had the opportunity to say this is what it's going to be from here on out, I think for me, if I had a magic wand, I think um, what I'd do is I'd, I'd make sure that everybody understood that for the most part, people with mental illness are not particularly violent towards other folks. I worked at a psychiatric hospital for about five years. Right. And most of the time, what you had to worry about with this mental illness thing was people harming themselves, you know? And yeah. so I'm really getting a little bit tired of that narrative, especially because the United States don't have any kind of monopoly on mental illness. It's all over the world. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you know? I'm glad you said that. You would think that the only angry folk in this world, the only and mental ill, the only people who are bullied in this world only are in the United States. Because I'm wondering, well, what's anybody else's motivation then? It does this not happen. What's the common denominator? The common denominator seems to be our infatuation with guns. But you could also add to that our infatuation with violence in general. Absolutely. And this is not video game violence necessarily. This is not movie theater violence. This is what is already in the hearts of people. And to hear, like you said, people immediately, Pastor Tatum, good to see you, come mm -hmm. to the mic and begin to cast aspersions 
on those who have mental illness and immediately say, well, this must be that and we need funding. And let's just be clear. The same governor of Texas who got up and said <laughs> that mental illness was the problem is the same governor who slashed mental illness funding by some 200 and some million dollars in his state. Absolutely. Now, if anything, he at least if that's going to be his you know, heel to die on, he could at least say, I'm sorry. Right. If that's what he really believes. Well, I'm sorry that if I believe this is the problem, that I robbed you of the resources to address the problem. But the fact of the matter is, it's not the problem. No, no, it's 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 not the problem. The problems are multifaceted, I believe. Mm -hmm. I mean, because when you think about where we are right now as a society, forget political ideology or affiliation, where right. we are as a society is in a sick and toxic place right I agree. now. I agree. Because the thing about it is, how can a, a riot in the seat of the United States democracy be classified as legitimate political, political discourse? discourse. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. To me, that was one of the most offensive things that I heard this year. Mm -hmm. Until we got to these shootings, and now it's because we got too many doors in a building. <laughs> uh, not, not because there's a proliferation of guns. There's not, rifles, not military tactical you gear. You can get unlimited clips with 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 all this ammo. It's too many doors. You know? it's, not, it's not too much it's, ammo. It's, it's too doors. many doors. I never it's, knew all the years I was in school. Yeah, the real problem was the doors. Yeah, I. I, I, I that was a new one for me. <laughs> Who would have known? And 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 to see, I I know it's like it's almost like being a child searching for an alibi when your parent catches you and you'll say anything. Right. Like we're to the point of the the the, the teacher in the door now. Well, that, that's what a police officer is saying to the media. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. It's 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 mind blowing because if I go and I buy two or three boxes of Sudafed because Listen, I got a stuffy nose you want a and I, I'm already going to the store. <laughs> I get one for my daughter-in-law. Well, now I'm, I'm all of a sudden flagged, yep. but I can go and I can buy that day. I can go and buy as many guns as I'm able to afford. Right. And as much ammo as I'm able to afford. I think that's, ask you anything. that's ridiculous. Absolutely. I mean, and legally, these guns are being purchased by young men. And I mean, here's a sad fact. Uh, we all know about the scary black dude. They've been a trope forever. <laughs> you know, the scary black dude, the guy with the hood or, or whatever it might be. But now we are now on edge. And I'll be honest, in my church, let a solitary white guy walk into church, just feel like he walked in off the street. In a black church, the ears are up. The brothers in the back are standing, they're watching, they're looking. You just don't know. You better not have a coat on. Man. Listen. I don't care if it's wintertime. You should have came in here with a tank top. You know, we're going to pat you down. But the, the, the young white male, and I know it can cross ethnicity. I know it can cross race. But the white rage, and the part of that white rage is the clinging to guns. And then what I believe is the misappropriation of the Second Amendment a bunch of old dudes who one guy literally said these dudes didn't even take baths once a month walking around with a musket that could only shoot a, a, a bullet one every bullet. two minutes. Yeah, right. And they're saying that those guys wanted them to have as many weapons as possible to protect themselves. And somebody actually made a great point on I think it might have been Twitter. They said we need to reexamine the phrase well regulated militia. 
because that's what the Second Amendment says for the purposes Absolutely. of a well-regulated. Well, what does well-regulated mean? Does it mean every Tom, Dick, and Harry that can buy a hundred <laughs> clips run around with AR-15s? And and then then we have Supreme Court, of course, who want to be originalists about things like voting rights and all that, but will not be originalists about the intent of the Second Amendment. And if they knew, even the founding father, fathers, as dastardly as they were, if they knew what kind of carnage producing weapons could be sold to 18 year olds. And by the way, an 18 year old in 2022 is not the 18 year old of 1822. Not so much. No, they, they are not. Not so much. You know, so that's a whole different story, too. Right. Because these 18 year olds are just a bunch of angry little, you know, pricks that don't know what to do with themselves. Whereas these folks had already lived as an adult for five, six years back in the. So they probably understood the severity of what they were doing, as opposed to this fantasy Facebook movie world that we live in now, where you, you think you out there playing Fortnite and Mario with folks lives. Well, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's weird because there's there's like these two different things that are happening, you know, I, and I really had a hard time after after Parkland, of course. Yeah. With Sandy yeah. Hook, that broke my heart and still get bumps in my throat thinking about that. Yeah. But but with Parkland, it really infuriated me because there was an officer there mm-hmm. who did not a good guy with a gun who did not engage. Yes. You know, so the argument about the good guy with the gun, you know, well, there is, were is, is, is false. Almost but, two dozen officers on site at this school. And I'm not asking anyone to die. I'm not asking. But was that not the rallying cry? of what officers and those who support them have made. And I love our law enforcement and support them and know them and publicly. Hey, I'm in a position now where I fund them. So I'm, I'm there, but you can't lift somebody up. And there's a book that was out. I think about something around the title of the warrior mentality of how police departments have become like a warrior mindset, Absolutely. like us against the enemy, as opposed to us within the community. If that's going to be the case, then when Lil Dude runs in that school with the AR-15, go be a warrior now. Well, go, be, I mean, go be, blazing. Be go the full same metal jacket. warrior that you would have been with an unarmed black man unarmed in a Wendy's parking lot. Okay, see, and that's the thing. Here's here's the thing, Pastor. Mm. When I take my garbage out, I live in an apartment. Yes, building. sir. When I take I my garbage out, yep, I always have ID on me. Yeah, and you've been to my home. Mm-hmm. You know that there's probably less than a hundred yards between my front door and the garbage in the garbage bin. Yes. But I'm always going to have ID because I don't want to be harassed. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to indict our department, our police department necessarily. It's it could just be a, a neighbor. habit that it could I be a want person. to get into. It doesn't have to be police though. It could be you a know? neighbor. It could be a, a person who thinks they see something and see a big black man and now we have to. That is exactly right. I'm a man of a certain size. Because I'm of a certain age, the gray hair is shown now, the bald head mm-hmm. shows. Maybe I'm not as, as intimidating as I might have been, yeah. but you'll shoot me dead you know, with no weapon at all. All I got is my wallet and possibly my cell phone in case I fall and crack my fat head some (laughs) kind of way. (laughs) Right. Right. I could call for help. But but that's the thing that irked me so bad about Parkland is that you know this kid is in here killing people and you're frozen. And I'm not mad at your human response, but there are so many people that have died so many unarmed people have died Correct. because somebody was afraid and trigger happy. Right. That 
infuriates me in a way I can't even articulate. And I write poetry. (laughs) This is my job is to write stuff. And I want to bounce off of that. And we'll finish the segment because we we, we take a little time. But this is what we do, y'all. To me, as much as you want to be absolute about the policy proposals and changes that you, (laughs) Terrence is still speaking in tongues. Happy Pentecost, my Pentecostal brother. I know you are. I know you are. You're still going up. I know. I know. Hey, we almost got there a second. You would have been proud of us. We was about this close, but this close. If Mary, if Mary Marsh would have stepped out in the aisle, we might have did something. But, uh, <laughs> but, but to the point of being such absolutists about the good guy with the gun that has turned out is not an absolute certainty. It wasn't an absolute certainty when it was a single security guard. And it was not an absolute certainty when it was dozens of police officers standing outside of his school and some in the hallway. Absolutely. It was not an absolute certainty. Here's the other absolute certainty that I want to address before we get off of this. And that is where if you take away the guns, people will still find ways to do the same kind of carnage, they seem to say, which you cannot convince me that even a guy with a knife on a subway could do the same types of things that a person with an AR-15 with a hundred round clip in it could do. You can't convince me no. that they can inflict the same type of damage. What would, what, what did your, uh, I don't even want to say a, a bad word on here, but, but what, your, your, your friend Herschel Walker say talking about Kane killed Abel and all this knickknacks, paddywhack, give a dog a bone. Listen, we they need to check him for CT. They should put him in the blue tent right now, you know, on the side of the football field, put him in there and check him out every day. But anyway, Herschel Walker is the new Bruno. We, he's the, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Herschel. <laughs> but, but what I want to say is if the case really is from American politicians, that no matter what we take away in damage inflicting tools, Americans will still harm each other to the same measure. So all we can do for ourselves is arm up more and more and more. Then the logical side of Pastor Todd says, then we have to completely eliminate the idea of American exceptionalism. We have to eliminate the idea that we are a city shining on a hill. We have to eliminate the idea that we are an example to the rest of the world, because if we hate ourselves and each other that much, then we are not at the top of the pile of nations. We are at the bottom because other nations are not doing this to themselves the unless truth. they are some under some type of authoritarian despot or some type of, you know, you know, crazy Holocaust style, you know, genocide situation going on. That does happen around the country and in, in certain countries. But if you can't show me other nations. That if given the same weapons, you know, or don't have the same weapons, or aren't doing these types of things, and they're not stabbing each other, 90 people in a school to death, they're not doing that, then we're just not that great of a people. No. So, no. so, so you can't have both. Yeah. That's the way I say it. You cannot have both. What we really need to say is we're just not really all that great. We need to, what does Kendrick say? Sit down and be humble. I was going to say, I think we are great, but we are arrogant, and that will be our downfall. And that will kill greatness. That, 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 that pride greatness. goes before our fall. And, I agree. And, and honestly, we need to stop being so proud and start to admit that we need to make some changes, That's some it. significant changes. The first step in recovery is admitting you have a problem. Absolutely. And, and America needs to go to gun AA. <laughs> right. Talk about its problems. Y'all, we need to lighten the load. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for meme of the week. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. <laughs> 
you send us your memes of the week. These are all jokes. We are just playing. All right, Kevin. <laughs> when you're not sure about their salvation and they're about to lay hands on you. Man, Ooh. look. Ooh. I've been to a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been to a few. It's, it's like when somebody say, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, look. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't need them prayers, man. man. Listen, just have a moment of silence. one or two for yourself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you just, just have a moment of silence. How about that? Yeah. I don't think I want you speaking no words. This is, this is literally the experience, especially if you're a church kid. I've probably been to every type of church, revival, conference, convocation. And I will say no names to bear no blame. Uh, but 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 even you've had some family members that I've engaged in some of their church, and I'll never forget one night. I'll never forget one night at a particular church in our area, and the man of God <laughs> decided to lay hands on one of the young ladies, and you know it was the claim of a spirit, and bonds were going to be broken, and that little seventy-five pound girl. If it wasn't nothing in her, they put something on her. And she tore that Negro up. I mean, she, and I believe in spirituality, but that's why I don't play with demons like that. If it's a demon, I'm going this way in the name of Jesus, and I'm going to just throw Jesus across the hall, and Jesus is going to do what Jesus is going to have to do. Right. Because I ain't playing WWE with no devil-infested person. I don't care what y'all think. You can call me what you want to call. I might not have as much power as you, but I bet you I'm going to go home with all my clothes and my hair (laughs) in the right place. But you got to be careful because I be looking. I've been in people call you out. I want to pray for you. I want to prophesy. And I'm like, sir, I don't think you do. Yeah, let's 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 just work on getting our own lives right. You know, I I am George's boy. You start saying the wrong thing, I'm gonna talk back to you. I'm a talk. I don't think the Lord told you that. (laughs) Right. I don't think the Lord. Well, I mean, literally, I watched a guy prophesy I was gonna join the army. I watched him pull out some tall kid like he's gonna be an NBA player, and of course, give millions to the church. Oh, of of course. course. That's 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 part of it. One guy called me and my brother out. And said that we need to be saved because we have visited a French church with jeans and a T-shirt on like you. We were sitting in the uh, back and he was a guest preacher. Oh, and he said, the spirit told me to call those two young men that walked up off the street. And God told me <laughs> and the preacher had a tap of like those are Reverend Johnson's sons. They were just here uh, ministering last night. <laughs> I mean, you can't help. I think a healthy part of faith, to be honest, this might be unpopular to you is at least having some kind of eye of skepticism to at least be aware that everybody that says what they are ain't. Well, I, you know, you hear the term term about how people uh, live their eulogy yep. and whatnot. You, yep. you, you can see the people whose prayers you need to be uh, seeking. And, and <laughs> right. I mean, and, and we're greatly blessed in the sense that we had a lot of people praying for us over a lot of different situations Correct. in our lifetime. So, so don't ever think that I, I don't appreciate prayers, but one of the things that, you know, I want to make sure is that, you know, you're trying to be I'm right about, about right. some stuff you, yourself, right about some stuff <laughs> you know? yourself. And I'm telling you, it matters. And you better, Hey, keep your prayer requests off Facebook. Just call your friend, yeah, your right. prayer partner. Right. Cause we you all know what? perfect vessels. So when we type in the comments, I'm praying for you. That's the prayer. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> that's the, that's well. That's, if you notice, you if anybody get. follow me on Facebook or or friends with me on Facebook, I very seldom say happy anniversary. What I say is, may God continue to bless your union. Right. 
And I, like I truly mean that, you know, I, yeah, I wish you a happy anniversary, but I also want God to stay in your, in your midst because it is a hard thing. And, and, and well, honestly, that is my prayer for everybody. You know, it's a, it's a good thing, but it's like everything else. You want that nice car. You got to pay that note every month. Pay that note. And so I'm praying for stability in, in, in your relationship. When I, when, when somebody passes, I don't say I'm sorry for your loss. I ask that God comfort and keep Correct. you and your family. Yeah. And I mean that to the core right. of who I am because I know in our times of loss, that's what's gotten us through. through. In our times of challenge, that's what's gotten us through. I am not perfect. If y'all know me, y'all know that. Right. (laughs) You know, know, there's nothing wrong with simple faith and basic sentiment. Yeah. You do not have to overdo it because God ain't impressed with you. No, no. Come on. God ain't impressed impressed with with me. (laughs) So simple sentiment, basic faith. It's enough. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Uh, with that, we want to thank our sponsors from the Phillips Care family of businesses. You know their names. You know what they do. Phillips Care cleaning service, residential cleaning, everything from floors to move in, move out, upholstery, carpet, deep cleaning. They really are all around maintenance men and probably some women, too. They've <laughs> done good work for me, and I really appreciate everything they do. You can check them out on Facebook, Phillips Care LLC. And while you're at it, get your yard right. Matter of fact, I got some bushes to get cut down. Check out Phillips Care Lawn Services. Lawn care starting at $30. Now, you know what? When they started this ad, inflation hadn't hit yet. So lawns <laughs> got to be starting at at least $40, $45. And we're going to have to talk to Fernando about that. But call my brother, Fernando, at 330-219-7916. If it involves your yard or the outdoors, I promise you they can do it. Check good out. Good yeah, family. good family, good hardworking people. Check out Phillips Care LLC on Facebook. Call them at 219-7916. Tell them religiously incorrect sent you. You will not get a discount. But mention us anyway, and we appreciate it. Our title, our theme today uh, is Boys and Girls in the Hood. And the reason we got Brother Stringer here today is because he has spent a good portion, if not most of his life, working in some frame or some way with the youth and families of our city. Now, we all go to got to work for the man at some point, you know, and we've done the factory jobs and you've done the other spaces, but you've always had your hand or your involvement or if nothing else, awareness and engagement with youth, starting with being a young man raised up in this city. I've known your parents, dear Kathy and Jimmy, like like my own, you know, right. love them and miss them every day. And uh, we grew up, our family, like two peas in a pod. And uh, it was something growing up. And I said something to my wife. It feels like we're the last of a breed. And I don't want to sound like broad stereotyping, but just being raised in a traditional fashion with a certain type of value, like some switch got turned not long after we kind of came out in 2000. And it's just been like a different reality. And I want you to talk about starting with the difference. I mean, you've been around for a little, a little minute, right. a little, yeah. about a minute or two longer than me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you we're not too far now. away. We're not too far away just in the generational experiences that we've had. Absolutely. The values. What do you want to say just to that end? Well, you know what? I think one of the big things that has changed isn't necessarily the kids. Kids were always going to try you. Say it. What's changed is us as adults. Adults. You know, we 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 have gone into this model where we kind of want to be liked by our kids. We want to be friends with our kids and this, that, and the other. And I'm going to be honest, 
Mrs. Stringer made it quite clear. Oh, we'll be friends when you get grown. When I you am get not your, your own friend. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, I, she was, there was a lot of things that she was, but there were two things for sure she wasn't. She wasn't one of my little friends, uh-huh. and she wasn't Boo Boo the Fool. She wasn't Boo Boo the Fool, right? Don't, <laughs> we don't know who he is, yeah, yeah. but she ain't him. Ain't nobody ever met Boo Boo, <laughs> but, but but I know she she wasn't one of them. She ain't she him. Wasn't, she wasn't one of my little friends, and she right. wasn't Boo Boo. Right. <laughs> and so, so all of that to say, I had never doubted whether my parents cared or loved for us or whatever right. else, but I had a healthy respect, almost even a... a, a I wasn't afraid of the police or any type of authority figure as much as I was afraid of disappointing parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah, You know, I mean, because they weren't, they, they set a line of demarcation. They were not my buddies. They were not my pals. They were these people who were trying to give me the tools to live successfully on my own, to, to be somebody that adds value to this community, to, to be somebody who adds value to life. I'm glad you said that because a phrase came to mind when you just said what you just said. And that, that the phrase was earned reverence and respect. There are a lot of younger parents and we're not bashing your generation, no. but we're just observing what we have seen and noticed as a transition and a change. People try to speak the same language as parents. I'm not one of your little friends, but you act like one. Mm-hmm. I'm not boo-boo the fool, but you get on Facebook and play like one. Right. And even though we know our parents had their days and their times, there was a line. Some of that mess never got in front of our faces. Some of the things they did, we had to learn about later. Oh, yes, you know what I'm saying? And or or they they knew how to kept. And so one thing I'm saying is that I see a desire to a point or at least a carryover of certain phrasing and values. But saying it and being it are two different things. And if you're smoking with your kids at home, if you're in the same club, chasing the same people, so, and we ain't saying that young folk and old folk ain't never dated or whatever, when, but you're so blatant about what you're doing, you can keep saying I'm not one of your little friends, but you sure do look like one. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think that gets to a broader point. Again, I cannot fault the children for things that they have not seen or witnessed. Right. And- you know, I'm I'm a member of Generation X. So you saying you came out in 2000. I'm 10 years before that. Mm-hmm. OK, so a lot of that I, I bring on our generation just because I think where the ball has been dropped is in that mentoring piece. Mm. I always knew I could look to my own father. Yes. I could look to your dad. Mm-hmm. I can look to the men of our community to see what I needed to be. And then there were also people that I saw that I did not want to be. be. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it didn't matter whether somebody knew me or knew my family or not. If I was out caught doing wrong, I'm going to get told about it. Yeah. You know, whereas my mom will go behind and cuss them out for telling you. Listen. Right. And, and that's the thing. So, you know, I, walking in and out of the different schools and stuff sometimes I am amazed at how these kids talk not just in front of adults but but directly to to some adults I'm 50 years old and I got people who are peers with my parents that have worked in my after school program Mm -hmm. you know who basically you know I'm their supervisor 
Yes. But I'm still putting a title on their name. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, I'm sir. never going to look at Diane White and call her Diane. Correct. That's Miss Diane. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Love yep. that woman. And people love and, to say, call me Bob. I'd be like, no. Yeah. I'm her, I will not call I'm her supervisor's supervisor. Right. But but I bet you it's going to be Miss Diane. You right. know, just because I there was a clear line of demarcation in how we were raised. Listen, right. And so when I introduce myself to my after school kids on the very first day of programming, what I say is my name is Mr. Stringer. Mm-hmm. And here's the first thing you need to know about me. Yep. I will not abide by head nods and shoulder shrugs because I heard y'all all loud and clearly Yep. Before I came up in here. So if you are physically able to speak, then my expectation is to hear your voice when I ask you something. Right. Okay. So yes, no, maybe, even I don't know are all acceptable answers, but right. huh? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or a shoulder shrug is the quickest way to antagonize me. And and that's an expectation of an adult. And one of the odd things, and maybe I'm a little bitter about it, <laughs> is that when you finally get the beady adult, now it suddenly becomes popular to disrespect adults. And I'm like, wait a minute. I spent my whole life, <laughs> yes, sir, and, and no ma'am and folk. And as soon as I become the sir, I don't get to be sir. Right. I don't get to be the adult. Like, I'm almost, I'm almost resentful. <laughs> like, y'all little nigglets gonna treat me <laughs> like I treated them old folk. And I'm a little mad because now I'm the one with gray hair walking into school. And y'all supposed to be chasing behind me like I used to chase behind Reverend Merrill and all the different right, ones that come right, to school. Right. I couldn't wait to say hi and make sure they see me. These folk act like a ghost is in the room and you ain't even there. Well, These listen. kids act like you don't exist. And, and the crazy thing I see with this is that there's this idea well, we need to get the OGs to talk to these young men. We need to get the ladies to talk. And then they come and talk and they don't want to hear them. And someone else will say, well, they don't want to hear. Or you taught them not to hear anyone. Then they cross a bridge where they're not even hearing you. Right. And you told them the pastor's a crook, the 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 police are corrupt, you know, all politicians are liars, every other adult is picking on my kid, the teacher has it out for me, the principal don't like black folk. You said all that in front of your children for eight, nine, 10, 13, 14 years, and want to know why they're uncontrollable at 16 years and got the nerve to come to one of us to say, my boy needs a mentor. I'm like, no, you boy about need a muzzle in a cage at this Man, point because listen. you've created a monster. Absolutely. And unleashed them on the world and reminded them either directly or indirectly that there is no real authority over their lives. Mm-hmm. And everybody, that's even to get deep about it. That's a part of why we're having such a job crisis. And this, what I think at this point, and y'all can get mad if you want to, a fake entrepreneurial spirit, which is really, I don't want nobody to tell me nothing till the IRS is coming down my tail. Because I want to be my own boss. No, what you're really saying is I refuse to submit to anybody or anything that will tell me. And I'm passing this on as a standard for my life and my family's life. And it's destructive. It's not helpful in any sense. You're right. Well, and it also deprives you of an experience to to appreciate when you get to that level of of, self-sufficiency and being the leader. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the reasons why. I'm I'm greatly blessed. I, I guess I should qualify this by saying I'm greatly blessed in the sense that I love what I do. Yeah. If I sat and I had prayed for a job, 
I don't know that this was the job that I would have thought that I would have got because it didn't exist. Wow. You know, I worked all kinds of different things. I was in a factory. I did all kinds of healthcare type of stuff. I did all kinds. I even sold cemetery property. I, Listen. Yeah, I didn't did a little bit of everything. Bit of everything. <laughs> but it eliminates right, that. Right. You know, so all of those experiences informed what I do now. And I'm grateful for that because I learned what type of employer I did not want to be. Mm. I learned the type of people that I respected and tried to model that leadership that I got. You know, my supervisor now is very generous in the sense that she trusts me. She mm -hmm. governs with trust. She supervises with trust. And I had to be mindful when I talk to my staff, you know, they ask, they say, hey, Kevin, we want to do this, this and this. And, you know, my first instinct is to be like, I don't care. Right. But but I have to be mindful of that. I need to respond with these three words instead. I trust you. Wow. I trust the process that I got to to give you this job. And right. I trust what you have shown me thus far. I trust you. Right. So if you're saying this is what you need, this is what this is what has to happen. I trust you to implement that. Right. And what what how that relates to the kids is we need to give them incremental uh, responsibilities, incremental increases in their responsibilities mm, to mm. do things like, so my child, my youngest child, cause I have three oh, grown mm -hmm. kids and then we got this surprise. Right. Right. <laughs> bed and breakfast baby bless, at the house. Blessing surprise. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But you know, his chores over the weekend, he does, all the laundry and this, that, and the other, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, he gets a little bit of an allowance for all of that and this, that, and the third. And because he knows he likes his Starbucks and this, that, and oh, the other, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he works to, to earn th those things, you know, now, of course he's the youngest, he's the baby. He's the only one still in the house. So he might be a little bit spoiled. Well, but we're trying to make sure he's not a brat. I know, I know a little bit of something about it. Right, right, right. I know a little right, something about yeah, it. So let's, yeah. let's lay off the spoil. Somebody, somebody's the baby boy. Somebody's the baby boy. <laughs> the only one to get a new car in high school. Oh, Thank you man. very much. Come on. Thank come you very on. much. I, I got retired, George. Yeah, y'all right, right. Oh, and it is a difference. Too, oh, it's when, a difference. Yeah, when, when you start off and you're growing up with your kids, it's a whole different it's a ball whole, game yeah, than when yeah. you get all crusty. and Right, right, right. But, but. What, what I'm saying is we need to we need to like start giving these kids some some things to do, something that they're in charge of mm -hmm. and then kind of celebrating them as they succeed in that. Right. And sometimes that makes them want to do that much more. You know, that's one of the things that we've tried to do in the after school program. Is right. To give these kids little bits of responsibility. You know, at one point we had. Uh, uh, junior positions that mirrored all the adult positions in oh. the program, you know. So I come in, I'm not gonna ask my staff. I'm gonna ask the kid, right? <laughs> Your right. junior program manager, which is my my role. I'm gonna ask, why isn't this done? Right, <laughs> right, know? right. Well, you 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 you're you're speaking of a word that has become almost like a four letter word in our community, and that is accountability. And I've gotten to the place just again, just through observation and being trying to be a little politically astute and seeing how one of the divisive uh, tools of our nation and our communities is that it feels like certain camps own certain values, mm -hmm. you know, and then when you get into politics, which you cannot almost 
escape at any point. If you start saying words like accountability, responsibility, you know, self-sustainability and all of that, people say, well, you sound like a Republican. You sound like a conservative. You sound like one of those people that hate me. And da, 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 da. And I'm thinking to myself, no, I sound like my grandpa. I right. sound like the older men and women of my community who went through hell, by the way, in case y'all forgot. Absolutely. In case y'all ain't opened up a history book or CR, the anti-CRT movement has, has had its effect and now we don't know black history anymore. But we're talking about people who we're still living with folk who moved up here from the fields of Alabama and Mississippi and New Orleans who came up with no more than a fifth or sixth grade education, if that, who scratched it out in the worst possible jobs, scraped the, a living together for themselves and their children, made sure their kids or grandkids were first generation college students. They were still getting hit on the head with nice sticks too. They were having dogs turned on them, too. They were denied entry into certain schools, too. They lived through backlashes of certain games and different things like that. And then they're watching a younger generation take the gains and the path they've blazed for them. And squandered. And honestly, since we want to talk politics, since I feel like talking about politics for a minute, <laughs> we're, not, we're not noticing something I've witnessed just in conversation. Having a church with some older members of our community kind of helps out is to know that there's actually a bit of a turn against older to younger because they're sick and tired of watching people squander. And even they sound like some stuff you would say on Fox News because they know what hell they went through and how bad their bodies are broken to try to make it. And they're watching folks with free rides to college, access to financial literacy, education on a YouTube page, and waste it. Yeah, y'all, y'all feeding, y'all practically feeding the kids lobster and 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 steaks at the schools now. You know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, go home with a bag. You know, all those things. They've even found ways to redignify assistance in certain ways. You're not standing in long food lines for a block of cheese anymore, and all of that stuff. But it comes down to accountability because you can give people the world, but if they don't want the world for themselves. Right. They're going to stay in that little box and bubble and swear up and down. Somebody is taking or preventing them from what they want. And and I think that word you said, and I just gave a little sermon about it because accountability and responsibility are not white ideals. They are not conservative ideals. I believe they are weaponized by certain groups to snatch away from people the means of empowerment or even just basic sustenance that they need to make. But I believe that we have to build the balance back in our community. And I just think of three things that maybe we can kind of bounce off. And it starts with family, I believe. Absolutely. It extends to community. And then it goes into systems, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and all of them have their place. There are things that are systemic, but I often say the first system a child is born into is their own family. That's right. The first system before the government gets a hold of them, before the military industrial complex, before the police prison industrial con, you know, complex, before the prison, the pipeline and, and what do they call it, pipeline to prison and all that stuff that we use as buzzwords. There's a mom and a dad somewhere. Whether they're there or not, there's somewhere well, there's influences, and- there's aunts, uncles, big brothers, then there's broader community. So how do we find values and kind of turn the corner from what's wrong with these kids to how do we find the right values and sort of, I don't want you, we ain't got solutions, but you might, who knows? We well, change the world tonight. You, you know what? Let's, let's make it happen. It's, it's, it's funny, you know, I wanted to get to your point about, you know, the, the, the values and the words, mm-hmm. like the iconography has all been kind of, 
like you said, weaponized. Yes. And what we need to do is we need to stop acting like that's exclusive to one party or one uh, 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 political ideology. No, no. You know, just because I'm saying that I want, you know, my kids to present themselves in a decent way. I want right. your pants pulled up and this, that, and the other. I want you to be this, that, and the third. My expectation is this and this. Right. It does not mean that, you know, I'm sitting there watching Tucker Carlson or signing up Thank to you. anything like that. It just means I'm trying to get you to a place where you can function in the society such as it is. Yes. You know, yes. I, I, I guess the easiest way, and this is the way I break it down sometimes for my families. Okay. You invite me to your house. We play in spades, right? Uh So I play Joker, Joker, Ace. You play Joker, Joker, Deuce. But the game at your house. Mm. So when I'm coming to your house, guess how I'm playing? The way you play Joker, Joker, Deuce. Right. Okay. But when you come to my house, when I can move the game to my house, we can play however I want to play. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And and that to, to be me, clear, I don't understand what you're saying because I'm too safe for spades. So you gotta talk about <laughs> you gotta talk about Uno next time. All right, all right, all right. So fair point, fair point. Give us the sanctified version. Fair point. I'm joking. Go, so, keep so, going, yeah, keep going. so but 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 the whole point is, you know, I understand, you know, yeah, I shouldn't have to cut my hair or wear my uh, a particular outfit or, or uniform or whatever else, but I got to abide by the rules of the house that I'm in. Yep. Especially if I'm trying to build something to get to another place. Correct. Now, when you know, when I am able to run the show, I can run the show the however rules. I want set, to set, run yeah, the show. Correct. Correct. But until that point, I got to play the game. You know, because it does not profit me to be sitting there talking about oh, I can't work for the man. Well, but but I'm begging from somebody else. And, and that's the crazy thing. I, I hate the whole man made, you know, that's that's the white man's this, that's the that's the that's the system this. You know, I got guys right now, let's just say religion. I'm not about to be up there in the white man's religion, the white but but you try to make get rich off the white man's stock market, buying the white man's cryptocurrency, smoke the white man's weed, drink his liquor. <laughs> go to his movies yeah but 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 this one wholesome thing that could perhaps right, provide some right, stability right. and some you know uh, a little bit of togetherness and some foundation for you that that's that's the thing yeah while you researching the vaccine all kind of vaccine all kind of all kind of weed all kind of big macs and whatnot exactly listen all that what's it all yeah right you're not checking them chicken nuggets for but but you're absolutely right that that there there's a bad Balance that we have to strike and, and that there's a way in which, again, we can recapture and, and live out where we are. And sometimes it almost offends me. And I've heard famous people say it and local people say it, that they almost treat our elders as weak. For utilizing what they had access to so that they could have their own. Well, and I think that's so wrong headed in the sense that. I don't know that I could have taken some of the abuse that they had to take in order to get just the bare minimum, Yep. you know? So I think about the fact that I'm just able to go down to my little voting station yep. and just go ahead and fill my ballot out without no kind of problems. Right. I don't have to look at no dogs. I don't have to face no hoses. I ain't got to worry about, or at least spelling we'll tests, literacy, all the yeah, things. They, I ain't got to count know. the jelly beans in the jar. And then not even be smart enough to see the rollback. 
that yeah. is occurring that might put you back in that position. Uh, there's a preacher that got up at a Good Friday service, hilarious platform to make such a statement, but it's a Good Friday service. And I love this guy. He's a newer minister in our city. And he gets up with a mixed crowd, by the way, of, mm-hmm. of, of Caucasian and, and black ministers. And he says, my daddy taught me to take the white man's knowledge and use it against him. And I was just cracking up because all the white folks face just dropped. Right. But to us, we're like, yeah, we already heard that before. You know what I mean? You, you know, some sentiment like you're not here to run away from the systems in the house that we're, we're this is where we're at. Right. So we either want to kill ourselves trying to outsmart a system, which, by the way, you cannot. You, 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 you cannot. I mean, education can be unfair. Policing can be unfair. E- even our housing, red line, everything you think of can have. But if you think you can outsmart it as if many haven't tried before you. Right. If, if you think that the values that we call so-called traditional values don't work, show me how what we're doing now is resulting in a better situation. Right. Well, go ahead. No, you know, that's the thing. You just reject something that you have not even tried, I think. And, and that's the part that kind of messes me up a little bit about some things. Yeah. Like, okay. I'll put myself out there in the sense that, okay, I had uh, 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 my first biological child. We weren't married when um, we got pregnant or whatever else, mm-hmm. but now we've already made this lifetime commitment. Okay. Right. So if we're saying that we're so much in love and this, that, and the third, let's at least try it this traditional way. Mm-hmm. If it didn't work out, if it doesn't work out and it didn't, <laughs> um, if it doesn't work out, then it, it is what it is, but right. we at least tried it that, that right way. Right. You know, yeah, right. we maybe we was a little bit out of order, but we tried, right. you know, and I'm pleased to say my my babies are all doing fine. Mm-hmm. My, my grown children are doing well. They're wonderful. Yeah. I'm, I'm greatly blessed. You know, yeah. I'm greatly blessed. And and so that's a traditional model that, you know, I was a little bit weirded out by. But but, you know, right. why not? I've already made this commitment. It, right. What would it hurt to try? You know, that's a <laughs> weird way that I've never like thought about. Give it a try. And we know that there there might be horror stories of it. I mean, honestly, what I'm looking at is a horror story in itself. You you, want to know what the world is like. Just ask any single person what it's like out there. They'll they'll say, listen, bro, it's cheaper to keep her. (laughs) Old folk was right. Somebody said ain't nothing out here but lemon pepper wings and <laughs> and and old Uggs and man, and, you know Kevin Samuel's advice. God rest oh, his soul. My goodness, uh, but but that's what you just said. At least give it a try. So so you made a very interesting point. I mean, it's kind of blown my mind listening to you say that that there is a whole generation that doesn't even know to give what we once called normal ago right right i mean right. all the things that we just call just as normal well, you know just go go to church on sunday or be a part of an organization i've even thought about as, as i was listening to a particular individual kind of making the facebook round with their disappointments about funny you mentioned cemeteries what their family was going through with funeral prep mm-hmm. and she literally said i can't believe i have to pay or, you know, lay the minister or the church or, or a singer might need some funds or whatever to do these different things. And another dear friend of ours uh, said, I can't believe y'all don't understand that if you're not a part of something and you don't contribute to something, 
that that used to be the automatic, okay, you're a part of this, your family's attached. And I said, really, that's where we're at, where we are not contributors to anything. Right. The vast majority of urban families, unfortunately, black families in cities like ours are not tied. And this is not some church rant. You can ask any organization or anything worth its salt that is uplifting and good and positive how hard they struggle to get children or adults to engage in a contributive manner, whether it's showing up to a meeting, paying monthly dues, you know, keeping up the league, the ball fit, whatever it might be. The stress that coaches, organizational leaders, you know, community advocates are going through to just exist for the few that are willing to engage. And I got folks, now I'm on council, screaming about we need more this and more that. And I kind of got that my own self, but it comes from a different context. Yeah, we do need this and that. But, you know, you know, in funding, in the funding world, you know how this works. If you don't use the funds you have and have to send them back, mm-hmm. then that entity is never going to send you the same amount of funds again. So if you have empty ball fields, That's right. if you have buildings not being used, yet people refuse to take advantage of what is there. If people are not so much for our community, what motivation do they have? To answer a call that's already not being answered by, by the people. That's exactly if right. If we won't engage, fill up every ball field, show that we can't sign any more kids up for these programs, not enough room to, to hold these families, then I can get on my soapbox right, and start making demands and saying, look at how you've neglected, look at all these kids that wish they could. Well, I think, you know, there's a part of that that is a, a part of our cultural socialization in the sense that, you know, we've all been raised in the Black community with that with that modicum in our in our heads you know tomorrow ain't promised mm. yeah but what if it does come and we caught with our draws down yeah. <laughs> you oh. know i mean yes i probably could have used a better analogy no, than like that it. but, but like at the it. same time right. though yeah tomorrow is not promised and we do have to live a little bit for today so i'm gonna take a little bit of money out of each paycheck and i'm gonna do something for me if it ain't but buying that one little pack of extra sugar-free gum because i got the betties right 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 (laughs) right right. so so but but you do have to do a little something for today but you also got to be mindful of the future so when i worked at a cemetery i would go door to door and try to get people to prepay because you got a two-for-one deal this on a burial me. plot, because listen, that's what I got, <laughs> brother. Look, the hole is paid for. I don't know about nothing <laughs> else, but they'll be able to put my fat butt in the ground. Me in there. <laughs> you know, put me in a ziplock bag. Listen, push me I in got there. the one vault, the double vault. I'll probably go first, so I spend eternity telling Lisa, "Get off my back, get on my back. <laughs> <Quit riding> me." <laughs> Ruled me while I was living right now. I'm dying. Man, oh man. I, black man can't get a break. I'm trying to tell you. But, <laughs> but, but you know, I'd go to different homes and, yep. and our families would be like, oh man, why are you coming with this? You know, yo, no, I don't want to talk about that now. I'm like, listen, my closing rate as a cemetery salesman is going to be 100%. You going to see me now or you going to see, see me, me later. later? Right. You know? So why don't we? I'll make be on the other side happen. of your GoFundMe. Yep, man. Listen, I'll be on the other side of that chicken dinner. Let's make something happen now while we sitting in your kitchen drinking and coffee, pride. laughing. I'll be honest. A part of me is, and this is again an old school black and white, but I'll just stick with black. That old school black prompt was: We are not going to be the ones out here looking raggedy. 
when so-and-so die. You ain't going to be talking about me. So I'll pay the money out of nothing more than pride so that the people don't look at me like we didn't take care of business. Right. You know, and, and my family won't be shamed and they ain't going to have me out here. That's a kind of a lost art. And, and what you just said, I'm going to see you sooner or later. You're going to pay the piper one way or another. Uh, I want to talk about how you feel because we're both products of the before times, as we call it, which is before the, the Internet ruled all of our lives. Indeed. And now we are seeing the Internet rule. And it's getting weird to me, Kevin, not even young people's lives, but grown people living for likes. Yeah. I mean, there's like a whole social strata and theology around whether I got a like or a heart from somebody or, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm almost about to turn it into a a religion and write a book about it because it's (laughs) like, there's this weird social and spiritual worth and value and practice put into interaction. Like I saw you on there. I saw that you were active and you didn't respond and people, I'm just like, this is insane. Then we see the influence and I like to call it even the intergenerational mingling that is almost inappropriate in a society. Where kids used to have their space. Right. Grown folk had their space. You walk through a room with grown folk, you know you don't belong there. But now we are all like in a cafeteria together. (laughs) Talking past each other, to each other, at each other, behind each other. How do you feel and where do you think this is going to go ultimately? I think I think. I think many things are like a pendulum. It can only swing so far Far one one way way. before it start coming back the other way. Yeah. And so to that point, I will say, you know, yeah, everything is about attention seeking. It seems like, you know, we're in a phase where anybody can have a platform for however many minutes or whatever else. Right. But what it ain't what you get is what you can keep, Mm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's what you can keep. Um, I, I personally had a, a, a little change of heart about my um, my social media um, presence uh, because a very dear friend of mine passed away uh, um, uh, a little bit over a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And she and I did not get a chance to see each other all that often, but we communicated through yeah. Facebook. And so when she died, I was devastated. But at least once a week, in you my Facebook memory. Well, no, but oh, you, I still have you, the interaction. Because, the because in my Facebook yeah. memories, at least once a week, something positive and indicative wow. of our 30-year friendship pops into my memories. And it gives me this little spark of joy. Yeah. So with yeah. all of that said, I'm trying to be that guy. So if I'm in your memories, if I pop up in your Facebook memories yeah. when yeah. I'm gone... My hope is that it's me saying something silly that made you giggle for a hot second, made right. you feel some kind of way about yourself, put some type of uh, maybe meaningful thought in your head or made you feel cared for or, right. or loved. That's what my intention is for. My uh, memories are going to pop up and remind people why they went to the wrong church <laughs> and <laughs> why their political views are wrong. And uh, <laughs> look, I'm not doing politics right, on my right, page. Right. Oh, man, Again, it, I think get it. I don't know if we've talked about this since we've been on air, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm not going to debate nobody uh, yeah. uh, politically on on Facebook. No. What we going to do if you, you want to have the, a debate with me, let's do it face to face. 
because no and, keyboard and, warriors. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. I, I don't need yeah. your internet degree going up exactly. against my internet degree. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know I mean? We both a bunch of dummies at the end of the day. The, and there's a whole lot going on far beyond our opinions in the moment. Absolutely. Not facts. even listening to one another anymore. Just got a point to make. Right. And I always say, are you really trying to make a point or make a difference? It's what, like, what, what, what are you really trying to do? And there it is. There it is. And so when I think about those types of things, you know, and these are the things that I t- try and share with the kids in the program, with the kids that I come in contact with. Right. All they want to do is feel heard, but you don't have to go out your way to get anybody's attention. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. I walk through each of the buildings at least once a week um, because I have different meetings mm-hmm. involving the different things that I do for the school district. And inevitably as I'm walking through Harding. Now these are the oldest kids in our district and right. whatnot. I pass, you know, four or five random kids in the hallway. I very seldom go at the change of class class. Cause you know, trying yeah. to be mindful. I don't want to get the Omari on bar. Right. <laughs> right. 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 You know, whatever. We'll need them problems. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, um, it's funny because nine times out of 10, they're sitting there, their faces down, they're, on their phone, they're texting, they're doing whatever else. And so as I see them, I make it a point to say, hello, good right. afternoon, right. good afternoon. Remember, remember and, eye contact? Yeah. <laughs> well, but but here's the thing. Even if they don't speak back to me, I'm going to shame them into doing that because I'll, I'll get up in your face. Yeah. Hello, yeah. hello, yep. hello, yep. hello, 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 you see hello, me. hello, hello. You know, and I'll keep doing it until somebody says something back to me because I just want you to know I see you. Wow. I see you. Right. You know, and, and, you know, as I'm walking out of my, my weekly meeting at McGuffey, I walk down the sidewalk and there are kids walking up and I say, good morning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they look so shocked, you know, like, and that's us, though. but that, but it does come from us because they live in the world. One of the brothers, I think it was Kane Murray, uh, just said, you, you, you know, you're in Warren when you get stared down, just driving down the street and people just stare the whole turn. Down the, you know, around the corner, when someone's sitting there at the light, it's just like you don't belong, right? And but that comes off again. It doesn't start with the kids. It's just personified more powerfully because of how bold and open they can be. But they learned it's a learned behavior. It is, it is. But uh, again, that's one of the things that I've tried to make an intention right. as I'm dealing with adults and parents, right. whether I'm in school or out. I walk in Giant Eagle and there's the same security guard that's always looking at me uh, all stank, you know, and I always leave speak, my security guards alone, even though he, they are Warren's finest. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm sure most of them are. Now, there there are a couple that always say, hey, right. And this, right. that and the other. But you look at me all in my face. To me, it don't cost no extra effort to say hello. You can do that on an exhale and you ain't spent no extra energy. Absolutely. Like this. <sighs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I was breathing in and out anyway. I just let that high come on out. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It didn't, it didn't cost me no extra energy. Right. So so what I'm saying is I think one of the, the things that we have to do is we have to model Right. Behavior that we want from these children. Right. You know, we looking at our coworker, we looking at our 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 co whatever. Our neighbors are some sort of family members. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 
if I can't at least acknowledge your humanity, I can be mad at you and I can still acknowledge your existence. Now, if I'm mad, you'll know it because of right. how I greet you. Right. It won't be a hello. I'll just say your first name all dry right. and stank. Right, right, right. That's that's like my warning shot. Like, don't say nothing else. Don't man. say it. Yeah. So, yeah. so if, it if, if, if you ever come up to me and be like, hey, Kevin, I'll be like, Todd. <laughs> yeah, don't say nothing else. <laughs> I mean, I'm finna swing on you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, when well, you're, well, you're a pastor, my wife and I were just talking about this the other night. It's like acknowledgement is like the currency of being a community leader. You have to acknowledge everyone, even if they're not acknowledging you, because if you don't, you don't hear about it. Man, listen. And now it's just like, and she, she would get aggravated because I would just look around like we walk in a restaurant. And I would just keep my head on a swivel because even if I did not see them, someone would swear I did. Right. And so I want to make sure I'm that guy. But now there's a different motivation. It's not so much fear. It's what you described. I would like to play a part in producing that hopeful, positive interaction that we would love to see. And I love that phrase that I didn't always embrace that of the beloved community in a place where there is even and I know at a system systemic level there, there there's fairness and there's equity and all, all this. But at, at the base level, there's just kindness and respect and dignity for one another to the point to where even things let's say somebody doesn't live a lifestyle that was my traditional upbringing and we are now the whole world is changing and thank God we're changing with it in some ways. I used to shy away from some flamboyant acting guy or somebody that crazy on the street, especially in big cities and stuff. Now I'm just like, who knows what my simple hello and smile instead of broadcasting my disapproval, right? Instead of going, I know what I preach and believe and, and even that shifts and you evolve and you learn how to operate in more grace and love in everything in every facet. But what if I learned to stop avoiding the world that's not like me, whether it's the mean mug and thug, whether it's the wild acting person, the, the person with piercings all over, the old person who I know probably don't like my skin color. What if I am the light that they won't be or maybe they're just a different kind of light than I am. Right. And that's OK, too. If they're a different kind of light, like how can I just be that? How can I model that? How can I show my kids, even when I'm Mr. Anti, and I'm not anti-police, but even if I'm being Mr. Justice and I'm saying forceful things about what's wrong in the world, my boys and my daughter are taught to speak and say hello to police officers. Even though I'm not big on military action, they're taught to say thank you to your for your service to people with a, a veteran's hat on or in uniform. Because... Even if I disagree with some of the things I see and experience in this life, I'm not going to take that out on individuals who are just living their lives to the best of their ability or doing their jobs or whatever it might be. And I feel like that's a part of what you just said, the modeling. We have to model this out, not with the hope that that's just going to suddenly turn the whole world into lollipops and unicorns. And we all just going to be skipping around like Pleasantville and, you know, just, right. just but it means that we have added light to dark places. And when you talk about the hood, it was always the hood. We were never not poor. We, we were never not having less. But the boys and girls in the hood, the families in the hood had a value, a sense of worth, a sense of dignity, a sense of hope. And I feel like if we lose it, it's because we allowed it to be lost. 
Right. And so we have to find ways to recapture it. And to those of you who are watching, we want to take the last few minutes. If you have a question or a comment or a hey, Kevin, what do you think about this? Or you want to talk about your Star Wars guy, aren't you? you <laughs> I am a Star yeah, Wars guy. I know you are. So if that's you got a Star that's Wars how Mr. Stringer got the title. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you want to just add something to the conversation, if you disagree, I mean, go ahead and argue. It gets us more views, by the way, if you say something nasty. So, I mean, <laughs> go on ahead. Trump 2020. I don't care. You know, whatever you want to say. Uh, what we actually had a viewer who would just say stuff. He's like, because it, it helps your algorithm for me to just say. Wow. Because it's true. Wow. Because that goes back to social media. Not only, you know how we used to say, you know, sex sales or violent sales or whatever. Now the systems are conflict. literally created to promote conflict. So if I got on becoming a super controversial preacher or had people in my comments who are disagreeing with what I was preaching or whatever, our videos would get more views. Wow. Than if I just say, let's love everybody and go home. That's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's the, but that's, that's unfortunate. but that's that's life. You know, that's that's the life we're, we're living in. You know what? You said something that um, reminded me of a story that I share real quick um, about just being mindful of the words and the way you treat other people, mm-hmm. even because you perceive them in a particular way. Right. So I, I was coming out of the um, a building one time in downtown. And um, there was a young man, a black man, walking down the street. He had the the little walk, the little swag or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And he looked a little bit rough around the edges and whatnot. And I was in a hurry. I was a Russian. I can't remember what I was trying to get to next. But I'm like, oh, man, just keep your head down. Don't don't look. Don't. So you don't have to speak. You don't have to engage. But I'm like, don't be like that, Kev. Don't be like that. You'll know this man, and you know you need to say hi at least. Right. And already looked him in the face once, and then you looked away. Don't be ignorant. So I looked up. I said hello, and he said, "Hey, Mister Stringer." Okay. Well, now now he knows me. Now I'm shocked. Not right. Now I'm right, shocked. Right. Okay. Right. And I says, "I'm sorry, young man. I don't remember you." He says, "Oh no, we have not met. I saw you speak at mm. graduation a few years back." And I just wanted to tell you, thank you. I said, thank you? For what? He said, no, what you said that day made a difference for me. Wow. You said something about falling down and getting back up. And I was in a real bad place right then. But I had quit school and this, that, and the other. I went back. I got my GED. <laughs> you know? And Pastor, that blessed me Man, testify. so greatly. Hit the organ real day. quick. Just hit the organ. <laughs> you know, that blessed <laughs> that, that, me so right. much. And I wasn't going to speak to this boy. Right. You know? And and, and so right. I was so grateful for that experience and the fact that I was obedient in the sense that I know I'm supposed to be better than that. I know I'm supposed to say hello because I looked this kid in the face. Right. And what would that have done to his potential growth after that, you right. know, not saying that I made all the difference or whatever no. else, but that kind of hurt him, mm-hmm. you know, but but it blessed me. Right. In the sense that I, you know, was some small part of this man's transition into a, a, a better place of success. Yep. And all of that to say, you don't know, know. what yep. what yep. what you say that can hurt or or build somebody up. Right. You know. I get frustrated with some of the kids in the program at times. Yeah, I've heard about your, 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 your throwing things and, you know. <laughs> Look, my staff called me Darth Vader. Well, right? Yeah, right. I was going to say, Kevin Strick, what is the dungeon exactly? <laughs> 
Tell us about that. It's the choking. You, right. I'm going to throw you in the choking. It's the choking sock you use. What is this about? No, this but, is the expose. Uh, but, this is Chris Hayes. What are you doing here? Right? Oh, what, my what, gosh. What are you doing here? I love this show. Right, right. <laughs> I love that show. You want to talk back to a six-year-old? What are you doing here? <laughs> right. <laughs> man, I can't afford that. Right, right, right. <laughs> that, kid, that kid's man. <laughs> It'd all be, right, it'd be easy if they was anesthetized, but, right, right. but I can't this afford is, all this that. Is, this is, this is, this is, you've heard it here, folks. Oh, man. Kevin no. wants to drug the kids. No, no, no. <laughs> Mr. Stringer loves the kids. I do. I, I do. But, but, but you're right. I mean, it, and it's about that approach. You never know where your impact lies. No. You never know where your influence lies. And something that we have to you know, I've come to terms with as a pastor, which once upon a time was the literal like pseudo leader of a community. I'm not necessarily that in every space and to less and less people who are maybe detached from the traditional realms where I once would have had lots of influence. So now I need to look to brothers and sisters who are not like me, don't live like me, but try to find ways to encourage them to know you do have influence and believe it or not, even in your wrong, you could actually tell somebody that is looking up to you, this ain't the way to go. Absolutely. I mean, we all had that guy. I mean, literally, I mean, they could be pissed drunk. They could be like uh, robbing somebody's house. And halfway out the window, we look at him like, don't do what I do, kids. You know, right? like, don't, you don't want to be like me. You don't want this life. Yeah, right. That reminds me of the Dewey Cox story where every time uh, oh my the, gosh, the, the black guy's getting high. Get out of here, Dewey. You don't want none of this. this. Weed is the greatest thing ever. But you don't want this. But I mean, but we all had that guy that was like, I mean, your uncles. I mean, just people like, don't be like me. Yeah, okay? right. Right. Okay, we know. All right, you know, and and I think like, hey, even if that's the case, and I'm telling some yo, yo, man, you caught a few cases, you've done this, you've done that, you got to play catch up with your life. I can't get to that 16 year old, but he thinks you're God, right? So until my little gospel touches his her little heart, at least give him some knowledge that'll right. help him get in a better space a hey, hey, young lady you know you on baby number three at least tell the next young girl how hard it really is absolutely you know what absolutely. i mean don't get on Facebook. matter of fact i wish i could take all the facebook complaints and don't nobody want to watch my kid and stuff and take that young lady and put her in a room with a couple 13 year olds and 14 year olds and say now say what you was gonna say on facebook right tell everybody how you know you mad at your mom for not watching your kids because she want to go out too and and talk about how the god mom you picked ain't no real god mom and then talk about how there's no infamil in the shelves right now and right Yada, yada, yada. You know, you're telling us about it, but probably who needs to hear about it is some middle school classroom. See, it's Truth the be ebony, told. It's we the need to ebony that picture out spread. Yeah, right, right. See, <laughs> see, you see Steve Harvey's right. house yeah. and all the cars or whatever, but you don't see the journey that led to that. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. so so you want to fast forward through all the work to get to get to, to that to end where it got from and all of right. that but there's the value and it's, there's a lesson i learned i'll let y'all go because you know preachers gotta preach but there was a lesson <laughs> i learned that i brought out that i continue to sort of uh regurgitate because we are repetitive creatures ministers are and that is when i looked at the scripture about the woman at the well and all that stuff the first thing that really captured my heart one time was when jesus says give me something to drink and he literally was affirming this woman's value. 
she could do something for him. Absolutely. There's a lesson later on and there's a million things you can <clears> preach. <throat> and then we go on about the five husbands and all this other crazy stuff. And we just love to talk about Jesus and the whore. And that's not even the part. doesn't matter what her station in life is. What it is, is he sees in her humanity and dignity. And I'm thirsty. And you're really the only one that can do something about it. Now we all know you're really thirsty, but that's a whole other story. But in the moment, you can give me something. Right. And now I've learned, and this is unpopular, and even church people will say, I don't know about that, Pastor. What if my best volunteer was somebody who don't even come on Sundays? Absolutely. What if the people who could uplift the community are not the people that we expect? I think a part of like recapturing the hood is breaking down the walls and barriers and uh, kind of the upper echelon of what it means to do community work. And I'm saying that from a privileged position. I am Mr. Ivory Tower guy. I am. I have to do the work and work has to come from the other side to say for my little ivory tower, middle-class family upbringing, paid through college, you know, little perfect family, so-called life, which is not perfect. Of course, being a minister, being all that, there is a commonality between me and the person I went to school with who went in the complete opposite direction from fourth grade on. Right. Is that we both have value. And, and, and I'm sure these kids, if they won't listen to me, what do you know? They listen to your message. So how about we find ways to connect? We might not agree on everything. I might flat out disagree on some stuff like, yo, nah, nah, no, no. But who knows what might come out your mouth, what might be said that has an impact that I can't. And, and Kevin, you've been doing the work and I want to thank you for being a consistent presence in our community. Oh, Even the families that uh, be like, Mr. Stringer, put my kid out or he did this or he thinks he's all that, whatever. You know, you can't deny someone whatever imperfections exist in all of us that somebody chooses to be there. And you've made a choice to be here. And I thank you for that. And I appreciate you for making a choice to be here. Uh, no, I appreciate the so, invite. I, I'm a big fan of the show. I, uh, yeah, Miss Pastor Jeff, I, I was hoping to chop it up with the both of you, but right. it is always good to be um, in he your He's getting his head polished. Friend. He had a head polishing. <laughs> it does shine. Uh, right, it, does, it does shine. I got that dull. He's going to get me later. Mike, you want to you wanna pop in before we go? Big Mike, uh, anything you want to say? You good? You're good. All right. Big Mike is good. He's over there in tears. I mean, he's crying right now. Uh, there's a there's a there's a cloth over him. He's slain in the spirit in the corner. It's Pentecost Sunday, uh, you know, so we, we really moved him. But, hey, we appreciate you all watching. I appreciate Kevin. I want to have you back. Oh, man, uh, just have you as one back. of our contributors because the, the perspective you offer from inside the system and life experience, it's been great. Uh, laughs and jokes, but also serious you know, conversation that we need to have. And you know what? Here's how I know it's not just, you know, them old folk that used to fuss about the kids. We are now the older people and we are seeing some of the same things. So there is some truth to it, but we have the same hope that our elders had. And that is that things can get better and we can do better if we really strive for it. Absolutely. So, uh, thank you all so much. Don't forget to follow us. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Chris, for, for, for tuning in. Appreciate you. Please like and follow everybody who is watching Religiously Incorrect Podcast. I promise you next week's show will not be as pleasant and uplifting as this show was. <laughs> we will be back to our preacher ignorance next week. And uh, don't forget to check out the Phillips Family Care Family of Businesses, Phillips Care Fitness. You're about too late for summer. 
So maybe you can get right for Halloween. So if you need to get your body right before you eat all that candy for Halloween, check out Mike Phillips at Phillips Care Fitness, the proud new owners of High Street Fitness in Cortland, Ohio. And yes, by the way, we are allowed in Cortland now, apparently. So the skating rink is there. <laughs> Phillips Care Fitness. They might get a Popeye's pretty soon. Who knows? Who knows the possibilities in Joe Biden's America? Oh, you wrote Popeye's, man. Did you hear? I think there's a, a Bojangles chickens coming to uh, Northeast Ohio, like 15 locations. Really? Yes. Wow. You know, what else would a black preacher look for in the news and set his Google his Google searches for? <laughs> Winner Bojangles chicken coming to Ohio. Yeah, so, hey, on. follow Religiously Incorrect on all your social media. Trust me. The last 30 seconds of what you just heard is how ignorant most of our shows actually are. <laughs> so if you want to tune in and get a laugh and get some perspective and some great conversation, follow us, like us, chat with us, send us your memes of the week. We might put them up. Until next time, Pastor Jeff will be back. God bless you. Take God care. God bless. <laughs>